It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. My name is Simon. <laughs> Look at the difference between the two languages. It's interesting. Simon, Simon. Uh, English is more muscly version of Simon, I think. Anyway, just a quick story. A friend of mine uh, back in Chicago uh, told me that she was a very hot guy, very handsome guy, and then went on a first date and she said, it's like too good to be true. What should I do? And I said, what do you mean too good to be true? She said, just too handsome, too charming, too cool, too kind, too everything. I just, I, I, I lost my balance after the date. And I said to her, I said, listen, don't worry about the too cool, too handsome. Just worry that he wants to have dinner with you again next Friday, which he does. She said, but is that for real? I said, you can't think like this. You just got to enjoy the ride. And there is no guarantee whether it's after the first kiss, the first date, the first ooh-la-la, that there will be another date. So don't plan any technique, plan, strategy. Go with your intuition. That's my best advice every time on that matter. You call the next. You have a question for me about your love life? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Catherine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Catherine. What's going on tonight? How can I help you? Okay, um, there's this guy that I like, but I don't know him in person. I... We met online, like not a dating site or anything like that, but like we've been really flirty and I don't know, he's, I really like him a lot. He's really cute. He's really funny. He's really nice, but mm -hmm. he lives halfway across the country from me. And I don't know if pursuing a relationship is even like something I should bother trying. How long have you been long distance kind of going on? Um, well, I've known this guy for, I guess, about a year now. So through, mostly through the pandemic then? Yeah, basically, yes. So it's what I call the pandemic uh, love syndrome, is that I think uh, during this last year, everybody was single, looked for somebody else. That didn't matter because it was not real. Meaning that, you know, I'm single too. So sometimes you go on, on a dating site and you just chat and you create an what I call a, a, a surreal almost relationship, which is not based on reality, but just based on the daily back and forth, right? It's like, it's there, but it's not real. Right. Um, the way you describe it, you don't seem to be too f looking forward to it. Tell me how you're feeling about him. Well, see, I like him, but I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, like, I don't feel like I really know him because I've never met him in person, you know? Yeah. And I've never done a long-distance relationship, so I, I don't even know how one would work. Yeah. You want my advice? Don't do it. Okay. No, don't do it. Just the way you describe it, your subconscious, your intuition, your gut is just already, already warning you of all the red flags. So okay. I think it's good to keep him virtually for as long as the pandemic is here, but soon enough it won't be. And then go find yourself a dude where you live that you can actually see, get to know, and like normal. Long distance is very complicated. And the way you describe that guy, you don't really know him after a year. Just, I say, let's follow your intuition. Don't do it, okay? Okay. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you. You too, Simon. Coming up, I'm going to try to help Ebony who sent me an Instagram DM about dating and timing. Good question coming up next. So everybody sent me an Instagram DM at Rendezvous Radio going, Simon, after how many dates should you know if you are interested in someone or 
if you should cut it off? Like how many days should you give the spark to grow? Great question. I'll answer next. So everybody asked me this very key question. Um, after how many dates should you know if you're interested in someone or if you should cut it off? Basically, how many dates should you give to someone for the spark to grow? One, two, three, four. In my book, no more than two. First, you might be shy, you might be shy, or, you know, whoever. But usually you feel the spark pretty quickly. As a guy, you know, it's like almost, because we're so visual, almost instantly. But it's not just the visual. It's the sound of your voice, the way you speak, the way you move your hands, the way you move your body, what you wear. There's a couple of things. It's not just the look. It's, it's your charm, conversation. All of this will come into first date. Maybe second date. So I said two dates. So everybody, I would give two dates. That's me. If you want to give three, that's like in baseball, right? Three strikes you out. Same thing. Three because... Win America. That's my answer. You go the next. Bonjour, Astra. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Astra. What's going on with your boyfriend? Um, well, we've been together for about six years. And, you know, when we first started dating, we always had a lot of fun together. But lately, it's like I want to get out and do something like more adventurous than just dinner and a movie. But he mm -hmm. just doesn't want to move off the couch. How do I get him to, like, open up and get back out of the house and get back to that fun, exciting person I was dating? So, truth be told, there is no special technique. Uh, after mm -hmm. six, seven years, um, you have to look at him and say, what do you want to do? Th there's no trick, no technique. It's all BS. The only thing you can do is be honest with him and say, listen, um, we can make it work and let's find both things. Let's write down or do things together like what you said, or we can quit because right. the only way when this is happening after so many years, right? Is mm -hmm. that there's no magic formula I can give you. It's not a word. It's not a ooh -la -la, It's not a letter. It's not a threat. It's he has to want it as much as you. So mm -hmm. you have to guys after a conversation, say kind of like a checkup conversation, like let's check up our relationship. And then say, how do you feel about doing this? And then you express how you feel about this. And then everything else is like a, a moment of truth, right? Because if you do this with honesty and transparency, it gives him a chance to know exactly how you feel. Um, because every time he tells you no, how do you feel? Let me ask you this. How do you feel when he tells you I don't want to do anything? I feel like rejected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like he does it you know, want to do anything with me or he doesn't think I'm special enough to, you know, use a little energy, put a little oomph into our, you yeah. know, dating life. For sure. But he, he, he needs to hear this once, not twice, mm -hmm. once. You need to hear from him how is he feeling about the relationship and about the situation. And then, and I'm sorry to say that, but it's the moment of truth evolution or out because i don't see any other way either he starts on his own wanting to regain energy and involvement into you guys relationship or simply doesn't and then there's a, a, a line in spanish say hasta la vista meaning <laughs> see you later <laughs> right and okay. so you gotta be direct you gotta be real 
That's right. That's the thing. Be real, be direct. No yelling, no drama. It's what it is. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Good luck to you and have a good night, Astra. You too, Simon. Thank you. Have you ever been in the same situation than Astra, like bored, stiff with a partner? And, um, you know, you don't know what to do then? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever been in a relationship where either you or your partner seems to be bored stiff with each other? Like Astra, just my last caller said, you know, my boyfriend of six years is like a couch potato, doesn't want to do anything anymore, just hang out, don't want to go out, don't want to do anything. What should I do? And I told her the truth. You have a talk with him. How does that make you feel? You, him, and then after that, the moment of truth, right? I come back to this because what should you do indeed if the person you with became extremely boring? Should you stay with them or not? I mean, that is the question. And on this show, we don't beat around the bush. If you want to know if you should stay with somebody extremely boring or not, even though you love them, but should you stay for the rest of your life with somebody who doesn't want to do anything anymore? I'll tell you my answer. Coming up next. So we're going to be very direct tonight. What should you do if after many years of being together, your partner is bored stiff with you, you're bored stiff with your partner. I mean stiff. Don't want to do anything together, don't want to go out much, just want to stay on the couch, go home, drink a beer, play a game, watch this. What should you do? Well, please listen carefully and listen good. What I've learned is life is too short to be bored stiff with somebody. The only reason to stay with somebody who's boring is if you are parents, and then I'd rather, if you can, stay together for the sake of your kids. But if you are not a parent and you have a great conversation with your partner and they don't want to change and take you for granted, that's it. Hasta la vista. Au revoir. Merci. Later. I think it is so important, since we only have one life, to have fun with each other. Not all the time, but if it's boring to a point that you can't take it anymore, be honest with yourself. Life is too short to be bored for the rest of your life, isn't it? I'm single, I'm not even bored. Anyway, you got my message. Be real. Good calls are next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call The Rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Miley. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Miley. So I understand you have a romantic story you want to share with me on The Rendezvous. Yes, I do. Um, it's the story of my birthday this year. My boyfriend was trying to be creative because of COVID. We didn't have a lot of options to do for my birthday. And so I told him I really just wanted to relax and just be in a stress-free environment. So he rented a house for us, and it was a beautiful house right on the water. There was a hot tub. And on the night of my birthday, he set up all these tiki torches in the backyard. And he oh. hung up this projector screen, like, between the palm trees. And he had um, my favorite movie, When Harry Met Sally, playing when I walked out. And he had wine and snacks. And we got to sit outside by the fire. And then we got in the hot tub and got to watch the movie. And it was, it was just such a wonderful surprise. Uh, listen, just hearing it, I just want to know, how did that make you feel? It made me feel so, so loved. And just the fact that he really thought about, you know, the things that I mentioned to him that I wanted to do, like, I wanted to relax, I wanted to just be stress free. And he just 
he was so thoughtful and he really took all of that into account. And so, yeah, it just made me feel like he was paying attention to me, you know, like sometimes I feel like I'll say things and he doesn't mm-hmm. really hear me, but obviously he, he does. And so it was just, it was really thoughtful. You know, you said something very interesting. You said, you know, like about feeling heard and it's true for you, right? When you feel heard, you feel loved. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that is something that's for the guys listening to you tonight, Miley, what you said for their girlfriend. When your girlfriend feels seen, loved, and cared for, then and heard, that's how she feels so happy. What you said, Miley, will go a long way for a man like me or for any man listening to you. I think it's a great way to express how women feel, not just you, but women need to feel heard, seen, cared for, and then they feel loved, right? Yes, absolutely. That's it. That's the recipe. If somebody had told me that when I was 15 years old, when I started to have my first kiss, I would have had a better love life, but I didn't know any of this back then. You know, nobody talks yeah. about how women feel and, and how guys feel, and then we do the best we can. But if only I knew all that back then. Anyway, thank you so much, Miley, and you have a good night. Thank you so much, Simon. I really appreciate it. And I love your voice, by the way. You have the best accent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for the compliment. Thank you very much. And you have a good night. Thank you. You too. Coming up next, I'm going to talk to the 15-year-old boy that I was, and I'm going to tell him everything I wanted to know back then about love, relationships, and women, and I had no clue. Coming up next. So what would you say to the 15-year-old self that you were um, about love, relationships, and if you're a guy, women, or if you like women or guy, whoever you like? So talking to the Simon I was back in Paris at 15, my first love and all that, I didn't know at all that with women, whatever age, the most important question you should know to ask them is, how does that make you feel? I think us guys don't know that. Us boys certainly don't know anything. But the first thing, if you want to know how a woman feels, you've got to ask her those words. How does that make you feel? How are you feeling? Because women, more than us guys, have a fabulous ability, a gift to describe how they feel. And from then we know we can make them happy. But we can't look at movies to learn love. We've got to hear it from older people. Like me now, I can tell you, I know. That's the first thing you need to remember. The second and third thing that I wish I knew at 15, I'll tell you that next. So what would you want to say to the 15 years old you were once about love and relationships? So I said, as a man, I would want to know back then that the most important question to ask a girlfriend or later on a wife is, how does that make you feel? How are you feeling? Right? The second thing is that, I didn't know women don't need to be fixed with answers. They need to be heard. And so I spent many, many years sort of fix something and then not understanding or listening. That's the second lesson. You need to hear your girlfriend. She needs to feel heard. And then the scene. She needs to feel seen, appreciated, uh, whether she's dressed or whether she's nude, whether she is socially out or in private. She needs to be seen. I think how she feels if she feels heard and then if she feels seen are the three main things that I had no clue back then. I wish I did. But now you know and I know. So that's a good thing. You call the next. Bonjour, Jody. Bonjour, Simon. Um, what's going on? How can I help you tonight? Uh, 
Well, um, I'm I'm a little frustrated with my husband. Um, he lost his job at the beginning of the pandemic, and that was hard oh. for every. I mean, we all had yeah. to make adjustments. Um, yeah. But you know, it's been a year now, and he's not done anything to get a new job. And he actually had his uncle offered him a job, and he turned it down because it wasn't something he wanted to do. But he's he just sits all day on the couch playing video games. I know he's depressed. But I, I want us to start a family. We've been married for five years. It's at that point, and it feels like he has no plan for our future and no motivation to move on and get a new job. And I need to know that we're in the future together. So I, I don't know what to do to help motivate him or to help express where I want to go in this relationship. Um, when you say it's difficult to express, what stops you from having a great conversation with him, a very open you know, conversation with no unspoken. What What is the fear? Well, he he kind of shuts me down every time I start to bring it up, and um, I mm-hmm. and then I shut down in turn because he doesn't want to talk about it, and so then it just yeah. makes me not want to bring it up again. True. Um, I I don't I don't know him, but I'm going to go with your guidance. Do you think he's suffering from a major depression? I don't know about a major depression, but he is definitely depressed. I can see that for sure. Depression and chronic depression is, is a disease. And, and uh, you know, the specialists, doctors, therapists, medicine. I say that because, uh, you know, it's not because you're going to talk to him. If he's depressed in a, in a depth that is too deep, uh, the talk won't help. So it's a matter of really if he wants to get help himself or if he doesn't. And that's the future question for you guys is whether he is willing to go see a therapist or a doctor or both, talk about his depression, what medicine could he be on, or is it therapy, just talking on the phone. Uh, but he needs to want to live, right? So you can't help him with this. All you can do is express that maybe it'd be great that he does that because um, you need him, but also he needs to uh, address the illness of depression. So I think it's more about that at this stage, and then you can decide whether you want to stay with him or not based on that. Uh, but Chronic depression and deep depression needs to be treated medically and psychologically, not just yeah. emotionally. And we have to respect that. Yes. It's just so hard to tell. But you're right. I do need to encourage him to talk to somebody to see where he's yes. at and where we're at. Yes. But it has to come from him. So you suggest, and then we'll see what happens, okay? Yes. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you so much for calling, and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Hey, do you have an ex that still watches your Instagram stories and likes your post? We'll talk about that next. Do you have an ex that still watches your Instagram stories and likes your post or not? I wanted to know that because we often talk about that uh, in the show. So I posted that on my social media at Morning Radio. 57% of you voted yes, I have. And 43% of you said no, I don't have an ex that still watches my Instagram stories and likes my post, and I do, and more than one actually, because I stay friends with my exes, which uh, I think is a victory, because love is not just a romantic love, it's also being friends afterwards, and that's how I've been raised. Anyway, thank you so much for spending this late night with me. Merci beaucoup, et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.